This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Talking about the, the sort of tragic case that has gripped the city, uh, most of us learned about it from an Amber Alert issued uh, late last night about an 11-year-old girl who was at the time missing, who has since been found dead. Her father uh, has been charged with murder in that case. Uh, Sergeant Matt Bertram of Peel Police uh, Media Relations was listening to that segment, and he called in because he has uh, a few things he wanted to clarify. Uh, Sergeant Bertram. Yeah, well, welcome to the show. On. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, so uh, yeah, you were listening earlier, and you said you you heard a few things that that you wanted to clarify, and I'm I'm happy to uh, allow you to do so. I'd like like to get the right information. Yeah, of course. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us on. Well, first off, uh, just wanted to pass our condolences on to the family. This is a, an absolutely tragic event. Uh, it's terrible this occurred. Uh, so we certainly feel for uh, for the family of uh, mm-hmm. Raya um, as well. Even the officers that are involved, um, I know it's taken quite a toll, even on some of my media officers. I know Danny Martini's been on the air a few times today, and uh, even she was uh, very, very uh, hurt by by the situation. Um, yeah, but, and know, I, was listening, I was listening earlier, and I just uh, I know some people were talking about the release of the Amber Alert and the timing of it, and. Uh, uh, whether it was released just for the purposes of, of arresting uh, the father. Um, and I just want to say certainly that wasn't the case. Um, the the issuance of this Amber Alert or the process that was underway to get it issued uh, through the OPP uh, was well underway uh, prior to um, us finding Raya. Right. Uh, so certainly that wasn't uh, that wasn't the case. That, that, yeah, that's. I think there was uh, one caller who was speculating, sort of based on the timeline or whatever. But it, and, I yeah, was, I can understand. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, that's a total abuse of, of the system, and that's not what it's meant for. And we certainly would not. Uh, I mean, we can see how much that, uh, as we've heard, how much it disturbs everybody to get these uh, these alerts, and we can appreciate that. But uh, I, can, I can guarantee you that was not the case. Okay. Well, I appreciate that clarification. And maybe uh, c- can you also, while we got you on the line, one thing we were talking about earlier was was sort of the timing of when you can or or did sort of go into the the father's home which is where where this girl tragically was found uh dead um do, do you have have to wait for a certain kind of information before you're allowed to do that uh it's i hate to say it's a gray area but certainly no i mean when you want to enter a residence or business or, or a place that there's an expected uh, privacy, uh, you're required to have a warrant. Right. Um, and uh, I think, as a couple of callers said later on, they did bring up exigent circumstances, and mm-hmm. that is a situation where, yes, we when a certain uh, set of facts, and, and you can't put your finger on what exactly they are. They, they differ greatly. Um, but a certain matter of facts line up, then we feel, okay, we're not waiting for a warrant. We need to get in there now um, to, to protect life generally is the main reason. Uh, sometimes it can be for to protect evidence if we think uh, something is being destroyed, uh, right. but mainly it's to protect life. And and so in, in a case like this, I, 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 and I'm not trying to at this stage with very little information, I understand the investigation has to, has to proceed and that information will come out, but, but it's, it's not a case of... Um, that, that you believed you could save her life if you went in, but there was somehow legally can't handcuffed. It, it's that 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 
earlier, you either didn't believe there was a reason to believe that she was in there, or that you didn't believe that that those exigent circumstances existed. That that that. I mean, I'm just trying to. I think the the question that that a lot of people have is is sort of like how. Why wouldn't it be one of the first things you do is sort of go and break into the house and look and see if anybody's there? And certainly, yeah, it's a great question, and and I can uh, I can appreciate that that is being asked widely, and I can understand that. Um, every situation, as I explained, uh, with exigent circumstances is different. Um, I wasn't there, uh, so I can't say exactly mm-hmm. what uh, what facts they were facing, what information uh, investigators had obtained. Uh, I, I do know that they they did arrive at the house shortly after uh, the complaint was made by the mother uh, about the incident occurring. At that point, we have everybody in action uh, investigating, uh, looking at different leads, um, trying to find the vehicle, putting out alerts to neighboring police forces, getting it out to our own people, the license plate number, the vehicle type, the names, um, uh, a, a number of investigative steps. Now, <clears throat> when I know when we arrived at the home, uh, no one did answer uh, the house. There was no uh, sign of anybody inside. Uh, his vehicle, um, which he was driving, was not anywhere uh, around. It wasn't in the driveway. It wasn't right. on the road. It was nowhere to be seen. Uh, and we had other information. Again, this is part of our investigation that we can't disclose everything right now. But we had further information that he wasn't there. And as we right. found out later, he wasn't. So our best guess was our best information was that she was still with him uh so we focused our efforts uh on trying to locate him uh we were there at seven o'clock or just after seven with officers and uh we remain there while we're still there now so we've never left the residence since seven o'clock right um and yes we did make entry eventually um circumstances again that's investigative uh reasons for that uh more information did come to light um that uh, did allow us to make entry into the home uh, and sadly we, we did make a, a the grizzly discovery then all right, I, I I appreciate that, and it, it it when when you sort of paint the picture, uh, it makes a bit more sense that it, to all appearances the house is empty. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like you're likely to save somebody's life by by taking extraordinary measures at that point. Yeah, and, and I mean, sadly, the, the, looking at the sequence of events, uh, where he was located, uh, by the time we were there, he, he never returned to the home. Right. He was inside there. So if we had gone in, I, I I know it's it's awful to to look that way, but yeah. Uh, I would say we don't know. We're going to wait for postmortem, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was uh, she was deceased. It seems like it's unlikely. It went, yeah. Okay. Uh, and one more thing I, is, uh, while I got you on the phone, I know uh, earlier in the day people were talking about this on the radio station, but I just uh, while I got you here, uh, one of the early things was was the number of complaints that people had about the Amber Alert going out, um, both on social media, but I, I understand from uh, from news reports that that you received a lot of complaints. Uh, and I, I just wonder if you have a message, I mean, especially knowing what we know now, but but in the way these Amber Alerts are used uh, t- to the public who sort of resent getting them. Uh, and yeah, uh, we can understand. Uh, you don't want to be bothered. I mean, if it happened at two in the afternoon, okay, it's not such a bother. When it's coming out, when people are sleeping, getting ready to go to work, we, we completely understand. And, and I empathize for people um, that were disturbed by it. Um, but we are, our, prim- you know, our primary concern, our job is to protect life. Um, and to uphold the law. So in this situation, this is a tool that's available to us. You know, it's mandated by the CRTC. Uh, it's a tool that's available to us to help find people, um, to save lives, uh, unfortunately not in this situation. Uh, and we're going to use it. So uh, uh, if it, it, like we've heard before, a lot of people have said it, you know, put yourself in, in that was your child. You know, you would want mm-hmm. us to do everything under our power. And I, again, I realize it's it's a... It's a, it's a troubling for people to be getting these phone calls in the middle of the night or these alerts. Um, 
but it's, it's, it's a minor inconvenience. It doesn't happen often. I think it was once last year the system was used, uh, and there was one in May, I believe, so it's certainly not often. And it's very difficult to get an Amber Alert issued. Uh, you have to uh, meet a lot of criteria. Um, so many, very often I understand that they are um, not allowed or they're, they're disapproved. Um, right. But in this situation, obviously, there was. We finally gave enough information to get it released later on in the, in the night. All right. Um, but we, we just hope that people can understand this is serious. Uh, we're sorry for the inconvenience, but uh, it's an important. Yeah, you, you put it much more politely than, than I might. Sergeant Matt Bertram, uh, Media Relations for Peel Police, thanks for uh, clarifying a few things there and explaining a few other things. I appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Okay. And, and I'll just add, I mean, other people have said it already, but I think I, I can sympathize with being annoyed by an Amber Alert, especially if it wakes you up. I can sympathize in just the same way as I can sympathize with being annoying when you're on the subway and your commute grinds to a halt. There's a delay, 15 minutes. But when you hear, when you look at your phone, you've been woken from your sleep and you look and you see there's a missing 11-year-old girl and, and what, what's woken you up is the desperate search to find her. Or when, when you find out that the reason for a subway delay is that somebody has died on the tracks, right? The, these are occasions where you just might have a little bit of sympathy, a little bit of perspective, right? And, and maybe a little bit of gratitude that is not you or one of your family members in that situation. And, and I actually still understand that in the context of your own life, this is something that's annoying, but this is an opportunity for you to keep your annoyance to yourself. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.